Hi, it's Dr. Weitz. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Private Medical Practice Academy. If you'd like to join a community of physicians who are discussing how to start, run, and grow your medical practice into multiple other revenue streams, please join my Facebook group, the Private Medical Practice Academy. One of the questions I'm frequently asked is, should I rent or buy the space for my new practice or business? I know that there are multiple groups touting the benefits of owning real estate as a great investment strategy. And I'll be the first to tell you that owning your own space and paying yourself can have tremendous advantages. But as with everything in life, there is no such thing as free lunch. Deciding whether or not you should buy a space or rent a space initially actually requires significant analysis. So before you rush out to buy that space, there are a number of things that I want you to consider. Actually, let me rephrase that for you. Regardless of whether or not you initially want to rent or buy, you need to consider these factors. First, how soon do you actually want to move into this space? Let's say that you want to start your practice or business in the next six months in this location. So while it should be obvious, it takes time to find the ideal space. And if you want to buy the space, you're going to need to go through due diligence, you need to get financing, and you need to do whatever build-out needs to be done. And as an aside, if you're wondering what in the world I'm talking about, don't worry, I'm going to break this down for you in future episodes in a step-by-step process. But for now, suffice it to say that each of those steps takes time. The process of finding the space, buying it, and being able to move in is likely to take more than six months. And that assumes that you have found an existing location that requires relatively little renovation. On the other hand, if you decided to buy something that requires major renovations or to build from scratch, you can hang your hat on the fact that it's going to take way longer than six months. I also want to point out to you that if you're doing real estate as an investment, sometimes you need to do renovations as part of the growth strategy. In this case, you're busy making money doing your main job, and the real estate is just an investment. Now, on the other hand, remember that if this space is going to actually be owner-occupied, meaning you want and need to use the space for your new business, your new practice, then you can't actually open your doors until the renovations are done. And as a result, you may actually have to delay your grand opening beyond when you thought you were going to, depending on how major the renovations are. On the other hand, if you're looking to rent, you're likely to find the space in a much shorter period of time. The only significant time-limiting factor is the time that's needed to do the tenant improvements. And in case you don't know what tenant improvements are, it's another way of describing renovations. Usually, the landlord gives you some amount of money as an allowance for tenant improvements. And sometimes the tenant improvement may be as simple as just a paint job or changing the flooring. Sometimes the renovations can be more extensive than that, and the landlord will give you an allowance and then you pay the difference. Now, I'm going to talk about money later in this episode, but let me plant the seed that your out-of-pocket expenses are going to be less when you rent. The major take-home point here, however, is that once you decide that you actually want to start your practice or add a new business, then you have a time frame in which you think you're going to open. Factor in how long it's going to take to find the space in deciding which of the options you want to pursue, whether it's owning or renting initially to get yourself up and going. 
Second, do you know where the best location is for your new business? Now look, if you've already been in the area for a while, you may very well know where you want to put this new space. But I have to tell you that figuring out the best location is very different when you actually own the business. You need to think about things like the ease of getting in and out of your location, getting in and out of your parking lot, getting to your space, and more. Look, you can have the nicest space in the world, but if it's a pain to get to it, you're going to lose patience. People follow the path of least resistance. If it's a hassle to turn into your parking lot or there isn't enough parking spaces, people are going to get turned off. I'll give you a very personal example. There is a great physician whose office is in the medical office building next to the hospital here in town. However, getting to that office, particularly around lunchtime, is next to impossible. And as a result, I have chosen not to see that physician anymore because it takes too long and too much effort to get to see them. I know you're thinking to yourself, if the doctor's really good, people are going to come see them no matter what. And to some extent, that's true. But on the other hand, if there is a choice, then people are going to take the path of least resistance. Set yourself up for success by making it easy for them. Third, do you actually understand your clinic flow? How many patients are you going to see in a day? How many people are going to be in your waiting room at any given time? How many exam rooms do you think you need? What other rooms do you think you need, like a break room, maybe physician offices, maybe a billing space, depending on how many billers you have or whether you're going to outsource? How many bathrooms are you going to need? There are so many questions to ask and answer, but basically you need to think through each and every step of your business and how it is going to happen in this space. Let me explain it to you this way. There are some houses that are absolutely gorgeous but they aren't nearly as practical as they are beautiful. I'll tell you that I absolutely loved our house when we bought it. And while I still love it, there are some aspects that are less than ideal. For example, I wish the eating area in our family room was actually closer to the kitchen. But it's not until you actually go through the mechanics of cooking dinner and serving it that you realize that you have to walk back and forth, back and forth to deliver to the table. So walking through the process of patients coming into the waiting room, bringing them back to an exam room, checking them out, and basically every task that you do in the office is actually no different than what I just described to you in terms of serving a meal to a table. When you're starting a new practice or a related business, you really need to understand your business's flow. You need to walk it, do it, exactly as you would once you move in so you can identify these limitations. I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to do this. You can think it and you'll fool yourself into thinking you have every step down. I'm here to tell you that unless you physically walk through each step and write it down, you're going to miss something. Now look, if you've rented and you've missed it, then when you move to the next space, you can correct it. The issue here is that if you're starting a business and you buy a space and you renovate it, and you think you know the flow, and then you figure it out, oh, wait a minute, maybe I want to change it, it's going to cost you a significant amount of money to fix whatever it was that you want to change. This is why I'm strongly advocating to you that you either really work through the clinic flow before you buy, or you rent, take the flow for a test drive, essentially, 
and then buy once you've ironed out the details. Fourth, how much space do you need? When you're first starting out, how much space do I need is probably one of the hardest questions you're going to have to answer. On one hand, you want to have enough space so that you can function efficiently. You want to utilize all the space that you have. On the other hand, you don't want to have more space than you need. And you don't want to have space that can't be utilized. So no beautiful nooks and crannies where you're thinking to yourself, oh, I could stick a bookcase there. Yeah, don't spend money on space that cannot serve a distinct, useful, revenue-generating purpose. You also have to recognize that you need to have enough space that you can grow into it. Here's the balancing act, right? You need to have enough space so that your business can grow and expand without you having to move. In the end, the costs associated with space actually represent a relatively small portion of your overall operating expenses. You don't want lack of space to limit your productivity. And herein lies the problem with buying before you actually have an idea of how busy you're going to be and how much space you're going to need in the long run. The advantage to renting is it gives you a very good sense of what your trajectory is going to look like so that you can plan in advance how much space you really think you're going to need and plan accordingly. If you buy a space that's just the right size with no room to expand, then you're basically going to have to sell it or do something with it so that you can move somewhere else to a bigger space. So now let's talk about money. If you decide to buy the space, you will either have to have significant funds available or you're going to need to get a mortgage. Remember that you're going to have other startup costs before you open this business, and then you have operating costs that you're going to need to cover until you turn a profit. These costs are going to come out of your savings or from a loan. So if you buy a property, you're going to need to have money to cover all of these expenses. So you may end up with a mortgage for the property in addition to a loan for your initial business costs. Buying straight out of the gate is definitely going to increase your risk relative to renting. When you rent, you minimize your risk because first, you have relatively little out-of-pocket expense for your tenant improvements relative to what it's going to cost you if you buy the place and then have to make the same renovations because there's no allowance from a landlord. You are the landlord. Also understand that the landlord may allow you to roll the tenant improvements into your rent payment. And at the risk of stating the obvious, if you want to end your lease for whatever reason, you can either sublet the property or you can terminate the lease. But basically, you don't really have any ownership in this. On the other hand, if you want to sell the property because you now own it or you need to rent it to somebody else, this can be a much bigger deal. So I'm going to tell you my story. I initially rented space in a medical office building when I first got my practice up and running. I decided I wanted to buy a space for my growing practice. We looked at multiple different properties and we realized that the cost of building a new space is going to be way less than if I took an existing property and had to renovate it. So I built a 25,000 square foot building. The initial plan was that my clinic and my ambulatory surgery center would occupy the first floor and then we would rent 
the 12,500 square feet upstairs as lease space to generate additional revenue. Now, here is the kicker. By the time the building was completed and we moved in, my practice had expanded from two providers to four. By four months after we moved in, I was ready to bring on two additional providers and add a new service line. We were out of space. So we took over the 12,500 square feet upstairs, converted that into clinic space, and then converted the entire downstairs into a larger multi-specialty ambulatory surgery center. Why am I telling you this? Well, because it takes time to really understand your business and your needs. I think that owning your space in the long run clearly has advantages. But personally, I'm a big fan of renting until you know what you truly want out of the space and what your growth is going to look like. It is by far the easiest, least expensive way to get yourself started and to be able to scale your business. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter below, and I'll be sending you tips on how to start your practice, best run your practice, grow the practice, and then ultimately be able to leverage your medical practice into multiple other businesses. I hope to see you soon.